Welcome to Leveraging Leadership, where we unpack the art of business leadership. I'm your host, Emily Sander, C-suite executive turned leadership coach. And today's topic is feedback. Giving feedback, receiving feedback, building this into our culture, feedback. So we're going to go over why it's important, two frameworks that you can use to deliver feedback, both constructive feedback and positive feedback, and then some general guidelines or helpful guideposts just to think about and have in the back of your mind as you approach giving feedback. So first of all, what is your reaction when you hear the word feedback? If someone were to say, oh, today you have to give feedback to someone, like today you have to give feedback to a team member who's not performing well, or hey, it's your performance review and your boss is going to give you some feedback today. What's your, what's your natural reaction? Most people is like, ooh, like, can I, uh, uh, I don't feel good. Like, I think I might have to skip this day. Or they'll begrudgingly go into a call or a meeting where they have to give or receive feedback and like poke at it from a distance with a 10-foot pole. But people have this weird thing about being uncomfortable or being awkward with it. So I hope by the end of this that you'll feel differently about it. And maybe I can change your, your point of view about how you feel about feedback. So let's jump right in. Why is feedback important? So as a leader, let's take giving feedback for right now. So giving feedback is part of your job. And it's a big part of your job. And it can be one of the best parts of your job because you're helping people. You're helping making other people better. And a lot of people avoid giving feedback because it makes them feel uncomfortable and they think the other person is gonna feel uncomfortable and be awkward, and so they just avoid it. And if you want your employees to succeed in their roles, which you should as a leader, then they need to understand both what they're doing well so they can continue to do it, and also understand where they're falling short and where they can improve and how they can do things differently going forward. So in that sense, it's actually unfair not to provide feedback. It's unfair to that person if you see, if you clearly see, oh, I can see they're having a problem here, or you can watch and say, okay, they consistently struggle with this one thing in this one area, yet I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything because it's awkward to talk about, so I'm just going to let that fly. Or better yet, people who are like, I see that, I don't want to touch it, so I'm going to go over here in my office and plant my head in the sand and hope that problem goes away by itself. So that is that is a strategy, um, and it's, uh, it's all too common one, but it's one that rarely results in anything beneficial for either party. On the flip side, if someone is going above and beyond and they're doing amazing in their role, they're like outperforming the role they have now and should be promoted, and you're like, nope, I'm not going to give feedback. They're busting their tail and they're staying late and they're working hard and they're doing amazing, but you know, no, I'm not going to recognize them. That's unfair too. That's unfair. So make sure you're, you're providing feedback and you're embracing, hey, I get to help people. I get to help people be better. And as a leader, that's a big part of my job. And in fact, you'd be surprised. A lot of people assume that the other person doesn't want to receive feedback. Like feedback is this big, bad thing to talk about. When in reality, people are craving feedback. People are hungry for more feedback. And to back this up, Harvard Business Review did a study, and I'll, I'll share three statistics with you um, to prove this. So 57% of workers prefer corrective feedback over praise or recognition. So over half say, give me corrective feedback over a compliment, 
which actually surprised me because I was like, everyone likes compliments. Like everyone's going to say praise or recognition. But 57% said, no, give me corrective feedback. 72% of workers believe their performance would improve if a manager provided them with constructive criticism. So well over half said, hey, I can get better if someone provides me constructive criticism. And the last one here is a whopping 92% of workers think that negative feedback, if delivered appropriately, is effective at improving performance. So nine out of 10 people say, yes, negative feedback, when delivered appropriately, can improve my performance. If you're like a lot of people who going in are like, feedback is awkward and feedback is bad and it makes everyone feel uncomfortable, your team members want more feedback from you. Your team members probably want you to be giving more feedback. Okay, so we flip that on this head or at least shaking it loose, shaking a belief loose a little bit. Um, let's go into that key piece of delivering it appropriately. How do we go about delivering feedback in the best way possible? Here are two frameworks. So we'll go over two frameworks and a few things I'll say going into this. These are not the only two, so it's not the use these exclusively. The biggest thing I would say here is no matter when you're delivering feedback or how you're delivering or who you're delivering it to, if you're delivering it in the spirit of, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you succeed. And here's what I think needs to happen for you to be successful. And even here's what I believe you need to do differently to get there. If you say it in that spirit and have that intention and approach with it, people will listen to you. People will hear what you have to say, and it will land a lot better versus I'm going to just berate you. I'm going to throw this hammer over your head. I'm going to punish you for doing a bad job and give you some negative feedback. So um, just understand that if you approach it in that sense and you have that intent, the words you say and the nonverbal feedback you'll be delivering um, will land a lot better. Okay, with that said, let's go into two frameworks that you can use. The first framework is the compliment sandwich. And I know a lot of people have heard about that and are like, the compliment sandwich, is that still around? And there's actually recently been some backlash against the good old compliment sandwich, but I disagree with that. And I'll show you um, why I think this is effective and how I think it can be effective. So for uh, a refresher, or if you're hearing about it for the first time, here is what the compliment sandwich is. Like, this, like a sandwich you eat, there's three layers. So the first layer, which is like the first piece of bread, is a compliment. And then the middle part or the filling of the sandwich is the coaching opportunity. And then the last part um, or the sec second piece of bread is uh, another compliment. So it's a compliment sandwich. So the first part is you praise them and you show them that you're respecting them. The middle part is you communicate the improvements. And then the last part is you end on a positive note with another compliment and you show your confidence in their ability. So a quick example of a compliment sandwich could be something like, um, Jose, I see how hard you're working on your client demos. I, I, was, I was here late last night and I heard you talking to yourself and I was like, what's going on? And you were working on your talk tracks for how to get your slides right, and how to get your cadence going. So, I mean, I really appreciate how much time and energy you're giving to, to, this, uh, to this project. Um, off of your last call, I think that you could focus a bit more on the client results and the outcomes that our clients see from our product rather than deep diving into the proprietary algorithm 
algorithms we have behind the scenes to present the data. So that's a note for you to consider. Overall, great work. I love, love, love how you've incorporated the client touch points during the onboarding process. So if and when the client signs with us, they know exactly what's coming up next for them. So awesome job. Like, please continue to refine this and work on it. Your work is paying off and I can't wait to see your next client demo. So something like that could be a compliment sandwich. A few things to note about the compliment sandwich and how to use it well. So the first is don't use it all the time. And that sounds kind of funny after I just said it, but it's actually one of the one of the criticisms of the compliment sandwich is, oh, if you use it all the time, when you start giving someone a compliment, they're going to think that it's disingenuous and they're just going to expect to hear criticism every time. Um, and so I, I disagree with that in two ways. One, you don't have to use it all the time. So if you're doing nothing but giving compliment sandwiches, then yeah, it could get a little tiring. But even if you do, if you are genuine with your compliments and you really mean them and you really believe in them, then I think it can be an effective way to convey feedback. Of course, if you deliver it in a certain way. So if you're like, Jose, like you're doing a great job, but for the love of Pete, like you got to stop talking about the behind the scenes algorithms. Like they don't care about that. We don't want to share that. Like, what are you doing? Um, but you're doing a great job. So keep it up. Well, yeah, like if you say it that way, it's going to land in a certain way. So make sure you're, you're being authentic and genuine with all, all components or all layers um, of your compliment sandwich, both pieces of bread of your compliment sandwich. Okay. Uh, the next note is keep the last compliment or piece of bread brief. You give the corrective guidance in the middle, and then a lot of people get a little nervous and they start to fill the air and fill the time with, but I think you're great and you're a great person. You do this so well and you do that so well. And like, oh, what did you have for breakfast? You like cheese? Cheese is amazing. And they try to fill it with a whole bunch of compliments. Make sure to keep that last uh, compliment brief. So the person receiving the information can clearly take in, okay, here's what I think needs to be done differently, and here's what I'm still doing well. So, so maybe do this differently, but also keep what I'm doing well in mind and continue doing that too. Okay, the next note on using the compliment sandwich, this is my favorite one. So it's about the transition words. So the words you use to transition from one part to another. So you want to avoid things like the word but, However, unfortunately, and regrettably, and instead use and. You can use and in the middle, or you can simply end one sentence and start your next sentence. That can be a little, a little tricky and awkward when people first try to do it. People often write that way. So if you're writing an email, you end one sentence, period, and then you just begin another one. But when we're speaking, it's it's almost uh, ingrained in us to say like da 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 da, but da 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 da, and so it's just our way of speaking. If you are giving feedback and you say, "Here's some good things you do," but and then you give a corrective sentence, a lot of people will hear that and negate everything you said before the but. So they'll say, "Okay, she didn't really mean everything she just said, but here's what she really meant." So to avoid that, you can, you can swap out the but for an and. So you do this really great, and here's some stuff I can see differently next time. So it changes the dynamic of the sentence, and it lands better. Okay, this next second framework is called, I've heard it called SIBIN or S-B-I-N. It's four letters, and it's an acronym. And so it stands for Situation, Behavior, Impact, and Need. 
So situation, behavior, impact, and need. Okay, let's jump into two examples. We'll do two this time, one for constructive feedback and one for positive feedback. For this first one, I'll, I'll break it down as I, as I talk through an example here. So uh, situation, the situation is, um, I want to talk to you about the Metro project. The behavior is the latest report you gave said we're going to miss two key deadlines on the project. I've also noticed that you've been really stressed lately, and there's been signs of stress like yesterday at the meeting when Jen asked you a question, and you raised your voice and gave her a sarcastic answer. Impact. The project isn't going well, and I'm concerned about the negative impact it seems to be having on you and the rest of the team. Need. Tell me what's going on here, and let's figure out a way to get this moving in a different direction. Okay, so that was an example of constructive feedback using this framework. A key note here is at the very end when in the need section, when it was like, tell me what's going on, let's figure out a new direction here. That is an, that's an important piece because it's opening up the conversation. It's not closed-ended. It's not like you're doing bad, boom, conversation done. It's, hey, like, what's going on? Like, tell me a little bit more about this. Um, clearly something's happening. You're not yourself. Like, I'm just curious, like, what, like, what is happening here? And getting some more information and data points from that person. Okay, so the second one, let's do, we're, we're um, recognizing someone. So we're recognizing someone's uh, good job. So I'm not going to go through, uh, I'm just going to say this thing all at once. And you can pick out the situation, behavior, impact, and need. I want to talk to you about the Metro project. You've not only met all of the deadlines, you've been early on a lot of them. And I've heard from several people on the project team what a great experience it was to work on this project and to work with you. And uh, that kind of leadership has a positive impact throughout the organization. And now we have several people who are more motivated and more engaged than ever. And I just wanted to say thank you. I just wanted to express my appreciation for both your hard work and how you engage with people and the positive impact you've had. So thank you. Okay, so that was obviously a bit different, but it had the same components. And a key thing to drill in, drill in on here is in that impact section where it's like, you know, this kind of leadership has a positive impact throughout the organization. Several people are more motivated and engaged. It's telling them why. So you're doing a good job and here's why. And sometimes it's obvious. It's like, okay, I don't need to like explicitly explain this to this person like a child about why this is a good job. If it's obvious, then it's obvious. But a lot of times, and a lot more than you might think, people don't know why you're telling them a good job. Okay, so let's do a quick check-in here. So we're thinking about feedback as an awesome part of the job, because it is, and we're seeing it as helping people, because it does. And we know that people like feedback. They really love feedback, especially when it's delivered well. And now we have two frameworks to think about in the compliment sandwich and the SBIN uh, frameworks. And we can think about some times to incorporate those with our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.